0: Listen, you know, yo, yo, what's up, everyone, and welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm. Today is Wednesday, May 26, 2021. This is episode 162 and summer is officially here in the U.S. And, you know, the vibes are on point for today's episode. Episode 162 features the incredibly talented DJ producer, Bluka, and I am so glad we got to do this one in person. Nick was in town from Iowa and we had a blast getting his full story. In episode 162, we got it all in. We talked about his early inspirations and influences. Born and raised in Iowa, Nick was given a drum set at an early age and fell in love with the energy he could create. Eventually he joined a band and became enamored with the endless possibilities of instrumentation and compositions that came through collaboration. Music quickly became more than a passion for Bluka and it grew into a daily practice and way of life. We also talked about his transition to becoming an electronic music producer. Bluka was introduced to Flying Lotus, Snake Hips, and Flume in 2013 and 2014 and was almost immediately compelled to start producing and releasing electronic music. Their unique sounds led Bluka to start creating his sonic identity, and shortly after, his brand was born. We of course ran through his discography. I can confidently say Bluka is the opposite of a one-trick pony. He's released a multitude of solo tracks, collaborations, and features with artists like Inzo, Align, Bards, Jim Swim, and Leo Napier. His most recent EP, Can't Help Myself, is truly something special and delivers an end-to-end auditory experience of his style. Incredible! I'm such a big fan of Bluka's sound, and I'm an even bigger fan now that I've met him in person. Just a genuine guy who loves making music, and I think that's something we can all get on board with. Thanks for stopping by while you're in Chicago, my man. And I can't wait to experience a live Bluka set as soon as possible. Let's get into it right now, so you guys can hear his story for yourselves. This is Episode 162 with Bluka. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm here with my man, coming in from Iowa, over here in Chicago, Illinois, Nick, a.k.a. Bluka.
1: Good to be here, man.
0: Welcome, brother.
1: Thank you. How are you? I'm great. Great. Beautiful day in the city. It is. It's great to meet you.
0: Yeah, man. Thank you so much for coming in. I know you're uh, in town doing some production work with some mutual friends. We won't say too much about that, but we got a lot in the works. Secret projects. Yeah, secret projects. That's the life of a producer, though. Right?
1: Yeah hopefully
0: hopefully yeah you're a fantastic producer a multi-instrumentalist a visionary of sorts in my opinion now you are this guy's super talented and we're going to share some music during this episode actually um but i gotta i gotta open up with a question for someone that loves music
1: mm-hmm. just
0: listening to your music i love music you love music what is your favorite instrument and why
1: um it's gotta be the drums Gotta be the drums. I mean, it's what I started on. It's I think it's the foundation of music, you know, like percussion. I think when I before electronic music was big for me, I think like just groove based music like James Brown and Mm. hip hop and everything that, you know, focused on the groove and the pocket Mm -hmm. is what did it for me. So Yeah. And you played drums in a band, right? I did. That's how I started drum I played drums for like fifteen years before I even started. Holy shit. Trying to mess with electronic music. Did your parents
0: get you a drum set or like what made you originally want to play that?
1: I did. I mean, I actually, I think I wanted to play the bass. Yeah. When, like you could pick an instrument in school. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, my dad was like, no, you want to play the drums. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I could play the drums. And <laughs> then I got a kit and I loved it, you know. Does he play
0: any instruments? No. He no. just wanted you to be a drummer? I guess. That is like one in a million type dad right there, yeah. right? Yeah. Great great parents you know like who wants to sign up for that no my uh my assigned instrument was a french horn so i think that might have been (laughs) no not cool don't lie to me no you know what that fucking case was like bro walking home from school it's like the most awkward case it has you know the french horn it's like normal case and then the front is for the horn and it hit my fucking knee and i'd have to switch hands constantly I'm not going to go down that road. But you know what? I can imagine. Everybody else wanted to play the trumpet or the saxophone. I walked in that day. I must have showed up late. And I was like, I'm here for the saxophone. You look like a French horn guy, Matt. At that point, it was Maddie. Maddie, you look like a French horn guy. No, I'm not a French horn guy. My life could have been changed. But you know what? I was pretty good. Second chair. Nice, man. (laughs) Look at you now. Yeah, <laughs> look at me now. Yeah, <laughs> still, still telling the story today.
1: <laughs> yeah, it worked out.
0: This interview is not about me. Okay, we're not we're not gonna talk about my French horn skills. All right, but love that actually. I feel like that's so unique. I had a friend. Um, he played drums too. Parents put him in the garage, but mm-hmm. he was actually very good at it. What was it that like made you love it originally?
1: Um, I think I just did it for a while, and I I loved it because I was fairly. Like I took to it easy, Mm -hmm. so it was like something I was actually decent at. Yeah, you know. Um, And then uh, I think I fell in love with it in like high school when I got into like alternative rock bands, like the Chili Peppers or Smashing Pumpkins, Radiohead. Oh, I love Radiohead. Getting to like play with those records, Um, and like, I think what drums kind of showed me was like if you do something enough, you get better at it. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of people like get into music and they you know quit because they don't you know. Yeah. They're like I suck. I'm not gonna it's amount art. to anything right. Get out of it like and i was just like forced into it for a while mm-hmm. and then it was like oh i actually got better so that kind of instilled like like oh music is like something you can keep always getting better at mm-hmm. and, and like that transfers to so many other things so it was like i was hooked on the drums for a while it was yeah. like my my practice you know? yeah
0: that's yeah. awesome where did you grow up then iowa yep. so born and raised in iowa yeah what's like the music scene like there
1: uh what music scene? Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> there, there's a there's um a pretty decent electronic music scene there. Yeah, it's more uh, dubstep, like a uh, harder stuff. Really. But um, yeah, it's a it's a small small community there. Yeah. But um, so I'm electronic kind of, music been...
0: wasn't like a part of like your younger life. Was no,
1: it? not at all. I uh I think I started to really get into like electronic music. Like, I mean, I have to admit like around, like, 2014. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was in it for that long, you know? Right, right. I was into, like, weird avant-garde stuff. I think (laughs) I first started to, like, experiment with making electronic music. I was into, like, Flying Lotus and, uh, like, more, like, lo-fi beat type stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that was, like, the era of, like, majestic casual blowing up and, like, SoundCloud was yeah. popping off. Oh, yeah, of course. So, like, seeing a bunch of artists on there that were making, you know, forward-thinking dance music mm-hmm. that kind of, like, blew my mind and wanted me to go in that way. Right.
0: Did you... So, you were in a band. Did you have friends that were also, like, into music as much as you? I mean, in a, in a state yeah. like Iowa?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of where I fell in love with it, too, is, like, pl- jamming with people. Yeah, of course. So, like, you got some homies, you know, just going at it for a long time in the garage <laughs> like yeah and then uh, finding something new after you jam for like 10 minutes on something so that was like That's the best. that discovery was like kind of addictive too
0: yeah gosh who, who are those friends anybody you want to shout out any friends you, anybody you're still friends um, with today
1: shout out Tyler James hell yeah Tyler Alex Fishels Travis Patton um, Ben Chapman I had a bunch of friends that I was in bands with from high school and stuff they all went That's on amazing. to do other things but uh yeah it's good times those are the days man the informative years yeah
0: <laughs> well said well mm-hmm. said so you're playing instruments you went to Iowa for college right
1: mm-hmm.
0: and what was it like for you at that point I mean were you focused on really making a career out of this so to speak or were you just having fun with it when did you start taking music seriously
1: um I was serious about music in college mm-hmm. um but I didn't I wasn't taking it seriously like, yeah. Like I I I, mean. I I really loved it but I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And like it wasn't until I was out of college and I was playing in a band and it wasn't really going anywhere and we mm-hmm. were in the studio recording the album forever and like realizing that like the the studio engineer who was using the software had like so much control over what it sounded like. Yeah. And could never like understand what <laughs> we wanted it to sound like. Yeah. And it was just like, a, and then the band broke up and it was just like a turning point where it was like, I got no choice. I just got to do this for myself.
0: Yeah. yeah. And you were telling me before we went live that you had downloaded Ableton well before. Yeah. But never really got into it until after the band broke up and you want to continue pursuing music. Yeah. Is that when electronic music came into your life then?
1: Um, yeah. Around that time. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I was listening, like I said, to just like weirder beat music, experimental stuff. Yeah. So it was a lot of sample-based stuff, mm-hmm. and then shortly after using Ableton and just playing around with samples, realizing that like I got so much more enjoyment out of it since I played in bands and stuff. Mm-hmm. If I played the stuff, and I was also frustrated because I couldn't find the samples, yeah, or the sample was already used. <laughs> so like I just started learning how to play the keys and uh, learn how to play the guitar and stuff. Wow, and that just like uh, kind of kept the the passion going when. You know, because I, I kind of got, you know, bored of, like, just mouse clicking, scrolling through samples and yeah. stuff, so.
0: You seem like someone who kind of, like, enjoys the challenge, the chase of music, always yeah. trying to get better and better, right? I mean, if you think about what you said in the beginning, mm-hmm. like, yeah, totally. the drums was, or, you know, it's it's a mm-hmm. combative instrument, right? Yep. Like, you're hitting instruments themselves to yep. try and create sound. Like, it's it's a little bit of a frustration at points, right?
1: yeah. Like having that, the feedback from a, like a real instrument exactly gives you energy that mm-hmm. like my keyboard doesn't. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, you can do so much more with the, the computer though. So it, mm-hmm. you have to balance both. Yeah. So, but I feel like it's been kind of a like a blessing and a curse because I feel like I'm always starting at zero in something because it's like I keep switching lanes. Like, mm-hmm. well, now I got to practice this, or <laughs> work on this to get yeah. this idea out because I'm not there yet. But uh, I think it's in the end. I think it. Lends itself to uh, just far out ideas, Mm -hmm. like stretching where I could go. Yeah, more options.
0: Were you self taught? I mean, how did you learn these things? YouTube University? Was there anybody you were working with?
1: YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. I mean, I've taken a few like online lessons. YouTube. Yeah. We love YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a master's degree
0: in YouTube University right here. Yeah, I know you can do so much. Yeah. Any YouTube channels you want to shout out?
1: Hmm. I can't think of any. Yeah. There's so many that I've... There's so many. Yeah. I just save them in my tabs. I used to just have like tabs yeah. and tabs. <laughs> and, like, yeah. I love that though. Yeah. So you
0: were learning different instruments, taking analog, putting it into digital. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you? Like, cause you were clearly trying to experiment and, and when did like Bluka actually become a thing? Was it during that time after the band breakup, you were just kind of experimenting mm-hmm. with music you say, I'm going to start this brand, or are you kind of just experimenting, and then it eventually happened?
1: Um, I think there was about probably like six months after the band broke up. Okay. That I was like experimenting with stuff, mm-hmm. and I wanted to start putting stuff up on SoundCloud just as a motive, like motivation to finish things. Yeah, sure. So um, that's when I came up with Blue Cut. Mm-hmm. and at that point, I mean, I didn't know anything about playing keys or anything, so it was yeah. really all just experimenting, and like... Nothing, knew nothing about mixing yeah like i mean a lot of those tracks they're not online anymore but, but like yeah it was just like finish something be proud of it put it up there and it was very naive like there was no thought to like w- how it should be mastered or yeah like any you know tricks that i know now yeah of course
0: yeah. i mean sometimes you got to make mistakes to learn from them right? Yeah. for better or for worse yeah absolutely do you remember the first track you put
1: out um I do, I do. What was it? Um, I forget what the name was. Was it an original? It was an original, yeah. Nice. It was, it was just a, was, I think it was like a it's like a really like a vibey kind of a psychedelic trap beat. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, shlomo yes. flying lotus vibes. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah.
0: So when you started putting out music, who were you really inspired by at that point then? Um, Same stuff you're talking about?
1: Yeah, the stuff I'm talking about. I think uh, what was huge for me... When I first started was like, uh, yeah, Flying Lotus and mm-hmm. like the West Coast beat scene. Then like found out about like Selection. Yeah. And those guys. And then um, like Snake Hips. Of course. Uh, Pomo, Kei mm-hmm. uh, FKJ. Yes. Or it was French Kiwi Juice then. Yeah. And then, like uh, <laughs> Flume, of course. Of and, like, course. All those artists were like just like popping off. Mm-hmm. And, and it was so inspiring. And like it lit a fire under me because like, I mean, Flume was like a kid. Yes. There and I'm like in my, you know, mid twenties and I was like, <laughs> I gotta get on my shit like this, so like people hard. are doing like crazy things out here and I wanna yeah. be a part of it. Yeah. You know? That's awesome.
0: Yeah. A little bit of inspiration fire into your belly goes a long way, doesn't it? Yeah. It pushed you over the point to start finally releasing music. Yeah. I mean, you you are absolutely crushing it now, man. If we look at where you're at now, talking about the story from day one to this moment in time, you got sixty thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. You've released so many incredible collaborations, original music. Like I said before, I'm a huge fan of the sound, man. I think it's super cool. Thanks, man. And you can kind of just tell that like, you love what you're doing, you know what I mean? Like some producers, of course, as a house DJ, uh, typically a house producer, I interview a lot of people Mm -hmm. who are four on the floor, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you can kind of follow a template, so to speak. And when I hear music like yours, you're outside the box, but you have all these interesting foundations that I hear from songs from 2017 through now. So I want to talk about some of my favorites, but we're going to start with 2017, your Align collabs. Before yeah. we talk about the tracks themselves, tell us about your relationship with James, aka Align, who I've had on the show many times. I know everybody yeah. knows who he is. Great dude. Um, yeah.
1: Amazing producer. Uh, met him in Iowa City. Mm-hmm. We were DJing the same show. Had similar tastes. And mm-hmm. then... Um, we ended up just working on some tunes together. He had some songs I played guitar on. Yeah. And um, I don't know if I did much more than just play guitar on those. Maybe added a couple other little sounds. But they're yeah. mostly like his tunes that kind of featured me. And then I, <laughs> I did a, I had a song and brought him in to do some of his specialties. Yes. But uh, yeah, good guy, good friend, still collaborating with him. Yeah, That's absolutely.
0: Good. He's, I mean, it, it's it's amazing and we're going to go into types of music that you guys both make and especially once we get to like it goes in waves Mm -hmm. to hear how much you guys have grown producers but like if we look back at 2017 warm memories in the night such a vibe on both of these man so warm memories that was kind of like i would say i mean at least that i could find from my investigative journalism first real real release that seemed like you publicized spotify release Mm -hmm. what was that like for you then feeling like you're taking a real step towards making bluka a real brand let's real quick check out a line in blucas warm memories
1: um i mean i was just really thankful that uh James wanted to collaborate with that, Mm -hmm. um, that tune. And it's a, it's a great vibe that kind of fit both of our styles. I I played it out for a while then in my live sets and, uh, yeah, it's a fun track. I think, um, I don't know if I thought about it much as like being like the first big thing for for my brand or not, but I, I definitely, uh, was really excited to like start working with James. Yeah,
0: definitely. And the night is such a cool sound too.
1: The, the night actually i think that beat was from may, maybe a really early session in the bluka project it might have been in that like first year that i was making stuff yeah and i dug it up and i was showed it to james the graveyard and he, loved, he loved it <laughs> so i we re, redid it yeah oh man
0: that is one of my favorite things when something comes out of the graveyard yeah i have a friend who's a really good drum and bass producer shout out clb and i was talking to him about sign of how, do, how does he get through creative blocks? Mm-hmm. And like any producer, we have our good days and our bad days. And sometimes on those bad days, you think everything I made, nothing's going to work mm-hmm. here. Save some of those loops, save some of those percussions, mm-hmm. save some of those synths. And you yeah. come back and you say, oh shit, you know what? Like this isn't key or this is the same BPM, mm-hmm. this might work. Yeah. Have you had that experience a lot?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, I think I always have to remind myself to just. Uh, Save save things and keep building up the your your satchel of, of tricks and sounds and presets. Yeah, like, it doesn't always have to be a, a finished track. Mm-hmm. It can be an idea. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah, I think it show, just showing up when you can, and just remembering that it's a process. Yep. You know it's it's not gonna happen every time. Yeah,
0: absolutely, man. Great tracks though, I love them.
1: Thanks. Man. I want to talk
0: about own two your EP, four four oh, wow. fuego tracks. Thanks, man. I listen to them all. I'm about it, bro. I'm and shit over here.
1: Oh, thanks, man.
0: ton of experimentation, though, with Mm -hmm. sound in this EP. I mean, if we look back to what we're talking about now, you're still getting used to Ableton, you're learning new instruments. I mean, were you trying a lot of new ideas and production styles with this EP?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, I was still really green and just, like, wanted to put something out that had all these different flavors that I was into, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was just a... it was just it just it made me set a deadline for myself to, like, finish some things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I I'm, I've was in a place where I was like, this is not quite where I want it to be yet, but I need to, like, push myself so I can finish something, put it out. Mm-hmm. So I put that deadline, made the EP, and I really do love some of those songs. I mean, James yeah. still talks about uh, the last <laughs> song on that project. <laughs> Honestly, I can't even remember the beat's name because, like, you know how it is when you label Bro, it's four songs years ago. in the in the project. It's oh, just like geez. whatever you came up with. And I yeah. Think most of the tracks <laughs> on that EP are just like whatever the project was named. Yeah. You know? You do have really
0: interesting names for these. <laughs> I really like it. What is what's own two even mean?
1: Um no comment. I don't know. It's just, uh... <laughs> Speak for itself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a cool way to end the year. Um and twenty eighteen, so I wanna just Touch on a line again. This one was really cool. Your collaboration, not many know. Now, why I think this one's really cool is because the 2017 ones were good. Mm -hmm. Good music. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But when you listen to this, it's so silky smooth and you guys can hear, Mm -hmm. I can hear how much better you guys were getting as producers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you remember, was that track made... I mean, not clearly not around the same time, but like later. Yeah, it was could later. Could you tell that like we both were kind of leveling up? Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. We uh, had a little bit more skills in our tool set then, um, learning some more things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really fun. I don't I don't remember exactly how the process went, but I remember kind of uh, adding this other outro that, mm-hmm. that I really dig. Another another fun song that I used to put in my live sets where yeah you could just extend it and jam on it. I love Great
0: that. Tune. Yeah. When you de- oh, I, I was going to ask you about this but while we're on the topic, when mm-hmm. you DJ, mm-hmm. if it's up to you, if it's the perfect bluka set, are you playing a live Ableton set or like are you playing with live instruments or what what does that look like? Yeah.
1: I mean, I I love DJing too. Yeah. Like just vibes, things I'm digging, but like right. uh the bluka live set, yeah, I'm, I got synthesizers and wow. I'm trying I'm trying to just make it as improvised, like have sex- sections in each song that are improvised mm-hmm. and uh Maybe try to take the song somewhere else mm-hmm. and just like, you know, throw shit at the wall. It's, it's, <laughs> it makes it. It keeps it interesting for me. And then yeah. like, it's not great every time, but sometimes it's it transcends what the song was. Yeah, originally. imperfection
0: but. live, mm-hmm. I think says a lot. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like not trying to be the perfect performer. Mm-hmm. Nobody, ex- everybody, kind of expects perfection, and when they see. Yeah. A live performer that like is, is working through a sound mm-hmm. I think I see that a lot with um somebody like Radiohead have you mm-hmm. seen them live before oh, yeah. yeah what the fuck is going on yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. you, you hear them play like um god what they I mean, I have so many incredible songs that I love from yeah. them but when they play like uh, 15 step mm-hmm. yeah what are it like the live iterations of that yeah it's totally yeah it's
1: different vibe than the album tom
0: york becomes this like heaven and hell angel yeah. Yeah. devil yeah. of some sort and yeah. like i think that's so cool
1: mm-hmm. and this like the sincerity of it live like yes it just hits it, like connects you yeah in, in a different level yeah i love that man yeah
0: that's so cool so i, I want to ask about this guy jim swim
1: mm-hmm. you've
0: yeah. done a lot of work with him. yes first we're seeing is flex on me in a million yeah um that's like lo-fi, chill trap. Yeah. Like, bro, we got like that, that's
1: my that's my brother from Iowa. I've played yeah. with him. Uh, okay, years before. He's um, talented. Yeah, tremendous writer. Um, works with a lot of people, and uh, yeah, we get together and just make beats for fun. Oh, you know, man, and that's then awesome. uh, he'll he'll write tracks to it, and every once in a while we'll we'll drop something. Mm-hmm. We got we have a whole other EP I produced for him that he's. Uh, Putting the finishing touches on right now so, yeah yeah Fun, pretty excited yes. about that because it's it's got a little bit um a little bit more flair than the older t- songs i guess in like a more party vibe mm-hmm. as opposed to being like low f- just purely lo-fi I yeah think. for so
0: sure it's, it's... i i i love lo-fi and i think mm-hmm. lo-fi and house music have been on a similar trajectory for a long mm-hmm. time like rhythm dubstep big room trap big room like progressive this you know what i mean like rockets up and then right back down yeah lo-fi and house is just going like this yeah, yeah finally we're at this fucking axis where it's like everyone's like oh wow this shit's really dope like has it been around for a long time yeah, yeah. it has yeah. <laughs> it's chugging along it is chugging along man but we're gonna come back to jim because you released some some really cool music and i'm glad to hear you got new music coming out but 2019 things are really starting to come together at this point if you can remember back were you really feeling like, okay, I'm getting better? I have a good process. My creative ideas are coming a little more quickly and clear.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. it's growing all the time. Yeah. You're saying 2019. I'm trying to think, what did I put out in 2019? Because I can't, I can't even remember. You're gonna have we to got tell Foreign me. Objects EP. Yes. We got Let It Slide. We got yep. Breaks
0: Off. Oh, geez. Way yeah. past three. Yeah, all that. Yeah. So, like, you what had, happened. like, that was, I mean, like, of course, Let It Slide, mm-hmm. but, like, this was high quality music
1: yeah I was just playing a lot and uh just trying to get better mm-hmm. and, as a musician as well as a producer and it was a it was a good it was a good year to just kind of sit back and like try to sharpen my my tool set mm-hmm. and um met met Enzo that year nice and that's when how'd you let the slide came up through James about. um we did a show in Iowa City uh, so it was actually James me and Enzo in wow LA milo yes and um yeah got to talking and uh saw that track on his like instagram story and hit him up and was like yeah let me do some talk box or something on that and then um just shot stuff back and forth
0: that's so cool man so you were just really enjoying like we talked about before the process of of making music like Mm -hmm. you were just getting better yeah i mean that's what it's all about
1: yeah man and uh just love collaborating with people because i i kind of like i said i came from the band background yeah of course and like that's how i got into music too is like falling in love with these bands and like yeah. the camaraderie and like uh just like feeding off of that energy it's mm-hmm. always been something i love
0: that's awesome man process yeah. that's awesome let's let's talk about another ep though foreign objects six mm-hmm. tracks this time for us mm-hmm. unbelievable so when you release an ep you have the option here you could have released six singles Obviously, Mm. right? You could have released two EPs, three tracks each. Yeah. Did you make all these tracks with the idea in mind, I'm going to release this as an EP? Were you just kind of making these and they came together? What was that process
1: like? Um, I'm just always experimenting with like different sounds. And I think from that era, it was like um, I was kind of in a spot where I wanted to put something out and I just gathered the my favorites out of like the last you know four months that i made a bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. and then decided okay i'll finish these this is like a good this is a good you know sample of like all the sounds that i i'm kind of into right now yeah different you know flavors so right put them together and uh also they're they're kind of fun to play live at the time too so it just made me feel good wanted to put it out keep it moving yeah. It's
0: that simple people.
1: Made it's me feel simple. good. Wanted to feel. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't There wasn't any grand design. Like I, I wasn't like, Yes, this is going to be yeah. symbolizing. I'm asking you a, like
0: a publisher publisher uh, no, right I'm now. Like, I'm like, so what was what was the idea here? Was, was there a was there a marketing plan? Uh, I like music. <laughs> like, was, yeah, I thought they were fire fucking beats and I wanted to drop that shit. Yeah. So that's the answer I'm looking for. Okay.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. You know, ju- just trying to get better. That was it. I was just like trying to get a harder sound. You know, I was inspired by a lot of, like, live shows. I'd, I'd seen mm-hmm. live electronic shows and uh, wanted to make more bass-heavy music. Just, you know, slowly getting into a harder sound and then also kind of uh, learning some... Just I think I was learning a lot of just new, um, new music theory ideas and trying to just yeah. push myself as a musician. I think mm-hmm. uh, I've just always wanted to, like tap into like a, a neo soul sound and kind of incorporate that into electronic and so it, yeah of course it's just another another step in that in that process I, I love that man
0: it's it's a special ep you gotta go check that out people Thank foreign you, objects we gotta talk about lead slide uh it's truly a masterpiece i mean it's got almost 2.1 million plays on spotify it's never gonna stop i mean keeps going it keeps going man well you know I had to do it. Let's check out Let It Slide with Enzo and Napier right now.
1: That has got you.
0: some electronic music track like right you know, thing.
1: no it's and shouts to enzo i mean it's really it was really his uh his brainchild and i was just happy to be you know allowed to like to bless it in mm-hmm. the ways i did um and add like my my flavor to a couple parts of it but uh mm-hmm. yeah it was a really fun track heard it heard him working on it hit him up and then uh i was originally just going to do some like the talk box part yeah this was before Leo was even involved. Wow! And he thought like a talk box would be cool on it. It ended up just being like a solo at the end. Yeah. But then um, so sick. it didn't have like I, I don't think it had like a bass and uh, or a couple other sounds. I just sent him some stuff. Yeah. Unprovoked because I was like I'm gonna I want to play <laughs> on this <laughs> interception. And then I yeah so I, uh, I sent him a bunch of sounds. Then shot some stuff back and forth. But yeah. yeah. The the bones the bones were there. Mm-hmm. um but yeah it's such a fun song and a great ep that was yeah his, his right ep
0: yeah what so what what was uh leo's role when did he come come in um, work with him later on too Yeah. Right?
1: yeah yep uh he came in later and when i heard what he uh added to the track it was just like get out of here i mean he, i mean he's he's fantastic too really great guy i've had a couple long conversations with him he's living the life over in, like, Spain or something. Just, oh, really? Yeah, kicking it. and um, That's awesome. Super nice dude. Yeah? Old soul. Old F. soul. Amazing musician. Those
0: are genuine yeah. people. Yeah. Well, it really is a cool track. I'm definitely going to be playing that one. We're going to cut, play it right now. Sick. Love it, though. Okay, so we got to talk about the, the gym swim here again. Breaks off way past three, because this one mm-hmm. was similar to how you – I mean, I don't know another word for it. It was like an upgrade. You know, your Align collab in 2017 to 2018, mm-hmm. your Jim Swim collab from 2018 to 2019. It's, it's just so cool to hear your sound design, mm-hmm. his, his lyricism, his songwriting... Mm-hmm. I mean, poof, and like you, yeah. it, you like picked up the pace a little bit, yep. and I'm like, wow, this is fucking yeah. cool. I got like a Lupe beat, Fiasco vibe, bro. Like, oh, love it. Yeah. it was just cool. It yeah. was just cool, fucking music.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, he'll be happy to hear it too. That was that was a really fun one to work on with him. Mm-hmm. Both of those. Um, it's kind of it's kind of not cool. I mean, I haven't like gone back and categorized like my music like we are today, but like looking yeah. back, you can you can definitely see like the growth and this kind of. Uh, cool to document that because absolutely, you know, that's what it's all about.
0: I told you we're gonna unlock some memories.
1: Going down memory lane, we Love are, it. bro. Yeah. It's just,
0: it's, it's really cool. Like my favorite part about these interviews is always like running through the music. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like I said, it, it matters to me listening to it, and mm-hmm. I know it matters to you how much time you put into it. And then sure. when I'm able to talk through it with you, yeah. it's just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's special, man. Because yeah, music to me is like such a core part of living. Right. And mm. the process of it mm. is almost as good as the final product. Yeah. You know, I, I, I want to say it's better, but, like, mm. I can I can only speak from my own experiences. Sure, right? yeah. Do you feel like, actually, while I'm, while I'm asking that, mm. what's the difference to you when you're making it, and then when it's finally out and you listen to it? Are you like, damn, I really love when I make it, it's great when it's out? Mm. Or are you like, I worked really hard to make this, and now I'm glad that people might be able to enjoy it like I am?
1: Um, it, uh... It goes in waves. I mean, I think you, you, <laughs> you. I mean, you get like hyped on the excitement of it, and then like, yeah. as a, you know, as an artist, you're ultra critical about it, and you know, nitpicking it at the end, yeah. and then you love it again. Yeah. And then it's out, and then you hate it, and you love it, and you right. go, you know, because everything you're working on, if you're a, if you're about growing in as a musician, the next thing you're making gets you more hyped mm-hmm. so by the time you put something else out you kind of forget about it but yes um, um you start to love them more and more and just appreciate them for what they are yeah and, uh, yeah it's it's fun it's really fun to make the music putting it out um is uh always nerve wracking it always sounds different when it's out
0: doesn't it yeah you mm-hmm. could you could play the mastered version in your headphones and then once you put it out you're like "Is this is not the same song. yeah
1: <laughs> and at that point you've heard it so many times yes so you lose you lose uh <laughs> i mean it's different than like listening to music you love and appreciate from other artists
0: you can only understand that when you make the music on your own too and it finally goes through Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah love it though quick honorable mention to crosstown lover Yeah. just want to see how cool this track is thanks man love it 2020 crazy fucking year Mm -hmm. all things considered you really start popping off here with some cutting edge sounds bro you know, you're, Thanks, you're five years into this real production phase mm-hmm. of Bluka at this point, right? I mean, in my eyes, running through it with you right now, you're really positioning yourself as a cutting-edge artist, and that's a Thanks, special time, right? Like, your sound is, is really unique, and like Flume, you know what I mean? Like, if, if you were making what you made in 2020 and 2015, you probably would have fucking blown off to the moon, but there's a process that goes into this shit, Right so it's just cool to hear what you're making in 2020 through now and like you're right there bro i'm telling you
1: thank you man that's a huge compliment you're right I mean, there. i don't know how to take that God, james months. and i were
0: talking about it last night <laughs> we were both just like it's a matter of time <laughs> so Thanks, man,
1: it means a lot means a lot for yeah. you to be here bro like yeah it's, it's been a process um, yeah of course because i i mean i always felt like I was kind of sneaking into electronic music like I felt like an outsider. You know, like, (laughs) it was like a fake it till you make it type thing. Yeah, I mean, um, shit. It's true. It's been, uh, it's taken a lot of faith and like, it's cost a lot, you know, personally, just being like, like relentlessly, like I'm gonna stay in and work on music, you know? Yeah. And I didn't, you know, I I wasn't doing it when I was a, a teenager when I had the free time. So I was, I was struggling just to like try to, try to get it out yeah of
0: course i mean and, and that's the thing like again like you have to make mistakes to learn from them sometimes sure. you have to go out and have yeah, fun and just to say you know yeah. what like i had that experience and i don't need to do that anymore
1: yeah man i resonate with that i, I really do but it's been a it's, it's been really fun in this last year it's been like um i mean you know it's just a weird year with covid but like yeah weird m- year musically um i definitely feel like i'm starting to feel more comfortable mm-hmm. as a as my own artist as opposed to just like feeling my way in yep, you know and trying this and trying that yes yeah
0: i mean if you look at your first release of 2020 water polo with mary boson i say that right Yep. this track's a perfect example of being different like you you leveled up bro like this (laughs) drop is so fucking sick it's vibey thanks but what's so cool about it too compared to some of your other stuff is this one's really got movement you know what i mean like this one's got a real groove, and when I was kind of growing up in the energetic EDM phase, you know what I mean. For a long period of time, not a long period of time, I would like listen to big room and I'd fast forward to the drops. I'm looking for the biggest mm-hmm. fucking drops, you know what I mean? Drop, 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 trap, big room, progressive, yeah. hands up, you know what I mean? And yeah. like then I like I can only jump so much, and then that's when I started getting into like mm-hmm. more chill trap and yeah. house and deep house and stuff. And then now I, like, want a little bit of everything. And when I heard this track, I was like, oh. I hadn't heard it until actually the first time I heard it. Yeah. And I ran through everything and I heard this track, and I just immediately, I mean, that's how I kind of thought. I was like, okay, I kind of, I can't, I'm trying to get into your head and think, I want to make this track with Mary. This is unique. <laughs> this is special. Yeah. Tell me about this collaboration. I mean, in my eyes, like, the sound design was was pretty supreme.
1: Thank you, man. Sound design was a, uh, I mean, it was a a treat. You sometimes find things with uh, your synthesizer that, it like happy accident. <laughs> happy accident, you know, yes, like, sir. Uh, I bought a, a profit after seeing James Blake live because I was just like, yes, I want that. He's and amazing. then um, I was making this, you know, this lo-fi beat that had the swing and uh, mm-hmm. found that, you know, made that patch and I was just like, ooh, that's a, That's a vibe. Yep. I built the whole song around it. And it sat for um, maybe six months. Really? And Mary is a good friend. Shouts to Mary. Mm. Tremendous artist. She has an EP, I think, coming out sometime this year. Let's go, Mary. Yeah, she's a producer, too. Amazing uh, songwriter. And um, she uh, came over, and I played the track for her. And she loved it wanted to get on it. Wow. And pretty much wrote, you know, like... There wasn't a whole lot of edits back and forth. She came up with the, the idea for the vocals, and it was like, this is perfect.
0: Meant to you be. Know? Meant to be. Yeah. Really, really special track, man. Thanks, man. Super cool. One of my favorites from you, actually. Thank you. I'm about it. Now, we got to talk about You mentioned it. It goes in waves. James actually showed me this one before you guys release it, and I was taken back by how unique it was because this is really the first iteration of what we're hearing from... You three mm. on a track, and you know, more to come probably. But when you're an Inzo fan like I am, when you're an Aline fan like mm. I am, when you're a Bluka fan like I am, and then you hear this track, mm. it's fucking crazy how you guys literally all have your own. It's like the Audubon, bro. Like, you got, but like, you guys are all going fast, yeah. but like, somehow you're like yeah. racing, somehow it all fit in there. I don't know how you guys made it. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's got that. Inzo Wub, it's got that lo fi vibe from you. It's got those James pads and bays. Let's take a listen together right now to Inzo, Bluka, and Alliance. It goes in waves. Tell us how this one came together and, and how much fun it was to make with those two.
1: Super fun. Every time we get together to make music. Um, that one, I think it was, I think that one probably started like one in the morning. We'd been working on other stuff and we were just like, let's get one more in. And uh, started just, I think, playing with some synth sounds. And uh, we would kind of play like, you know, rotating producer mm-hmm. at, the, at the desk. You know, someone.
0: So somebody's driving and then somebody's playing yeah. another instrument that's how it works for yeah. you guys that's cool and
1: um there's enough rapport with all of us where someone can you know shout out you know like <laughs> not that or like try that you know yeah 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 so there's a lot of backseat driving but like it's all it's, it's, it's all love cause we so all, the autobahn you know, metaphor works here yeah <laughs> right except everybody's in the same car Yep. Yep, so depending on wh- where you're at in the rotation, you might be sitting at the desk and get a laundry list of yeah. things, to, things to do.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. But, so you know. cool how you guys came together on that, though. Yeah,
1: it's a lot of fun.
0: Really, really special track. I think it's at about 500Ks on on Spotify, too. Yeah. It's awesome, bro.
1: It's really, uh, and it was really cool, I think, for me, to see a track like that do well, but it's such a, a chill, exactly. you know, psychedelic, wavy vibe. Yeah. That's not like your big
0: radio yeah, hit. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah so that's Same. inspiring because like i mean anything could go you know yep
0: it goes in waves yeah how did you guys come up with that name did it just happen
1: i can't i can't remember i can't remember i don't know if that was the project name or if that came later when we were <laughs> like what are we gonna call this one <laughs> you know because most of the time with like an instrumental track with no lyrics it's just yeah. like yeah roll you know Put them in a hat and pick one, you know? <laughs> it, it, it works, it works though. though.
0: It does, it does. I want to talk about your track, Open To It With Bards, really quick, too. Yeah. Bards, very talented producer. Yeah. Um, and this one, again, like, you picked up the pace. We got a little deep housey. What was your role yeah, with man.
1: this track? Oh, jeez, how did that one start? Um, I th- think we, we had talked about collaborating for a while. Mm-hmm. Shouts to Bards, mm-hmm. great producer. Uh, yeah, um team-based. He was in Arizona, I think, now he's in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he just moved out there. I'm going to go, uh, actually, out there to see him here shortly. Awesome. And uh, he, uh, I think he sent me, like, a bunch of unfinished projects. And I picked, and I found that one and kind of cracked it open and, like, you know, did took it just a, a t- slightly different way, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he was like, ooh, yes. <laughs> I messed with that. So he, he came back and then... You know, did some guitar and other things and we just worked on it that way. But I think it was I think it was like a abandoned project of his that I kinda like remixed. Yeah. And added like a B section or something.
0: Oh man, it's such a cool track. I like the vibe. And I always mention this too, like there are tracks that people put out to the world and you maybe listen to but don't harp. There are tracks that you heart and maybe never come back to and then varying levels of that, right? right. And then yeah. there are tracks that i share to my instagram story and then i also put on my fucking usb
1: <laughs> this is a
0: track that's going on the fucking usb bro and you know dj to dj that's like the highest compliment Dude,
1: thanks i appreciate
0: that. that's a track you want to drop that is a track you want to drop god bless you god bless you America. <laughs> drop that yes drop that shit so one of the main reasons we're here today 2021 where it's, it's May. I really, yep. I have no idea where the fucking time has gone. Hopefully we're on the other side of the, all this. You just released an incredible EP at the right time. Can't help myself. Yes sir. five incredibly you, well-produced man. tracks. And this is, this is a, a fun EP. And I'm going to give you a little taste right now. This is Go There from the Can't Help Myself EP. Leo again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, the dream team. I, uh, yeah, love all those singers so much. So, uh, yeah, to give a little backstory, I think, um, I met Mumbleton through, uh, another producer friend of mine, mm-hmm. uh, Gladwell out of Colorado. Oh yeah. And, I've, I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Amazing, uh, beat maker. Mm-hmm. And, um, super nice dude from, uh, an amazing drummer actually. There you go. Uh, in California. And, uh, he, Knocked out that track in, like, a day. Yeah, and uh, of course. Yeah. One super, of those types of musicians. Yeah, <laughs> and being a fan of, like, you know, different vocalists, you know, like, Oliver Tree or, like, Billy Corgan or, like, yeah, you know, just having, like, a vibe, different, like, a vibe. It, I really loved his voice. Yeah. So it worked. And then Andrew Cormier, um, I was a big uh, Pomo fan mm-hmm. for a long time. Huge inspiration. His first EP had a song, I think, Start Again, mm-hmm. and she was the singer on it, and that song was, like, on repeat. For uh, me and my girl for a long time. Nice. When we were just driving around listening to that tune. And mm-hmm. I was trying to think of like an Andrea Cormier type singer to sing on this one. I'm like, well, why don't I just see if she would do it? And I hit her up and she was like super easy to work with. Wow. Did it. And uh, yeah, amazing singer. And then um, Leo, of course, the great Leo. The great he Leo. He was happy to work again and From last man. Killed it.
0: It's amazing. Yeah. Really, really cool. So how long had you been working on that then?
1: Um, I think the f- first couple tracks started right at the beginning of COVID. Okay. Yep. And I had them just sitting there for a while, not right. really knowing what to do with them. Right. Until I uh, found the singers mm-hmm. and then um, finished them up. So they've been sitting for a while, so I'm happy to have it out. Yeah. So I feel like. I bet. As I said, you're always growing and finding new things and you're ready for the next thing. So mm-hmm. it was. I was kind of already past it. Like, where I, like, I was over it, but I, was, I just wanted to put it out because I, I love those songs so much. Yeah. And, uh, yeah.
0: How
1: yeah. do you feel about the final product? I, I, I mean, I'm very happy with it. I love it. Yeah. You know, I love even the, the instrumentals a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. They're
1: uh, kind of special songs that kind of, like I said, just touch a different flavor, you know, try to keep it diverse. Yeah. I don't want to get, like, uh, I like, I like my projects to have, like, a lot of variation mm-hmm. and try to stretch as far as they can
0: dude it's you different never different. know what's gonna come from a blueca song sometimes like and that's why I think it's so cool to hear the collaborations you have with uh, with Enzo too because you know his tracks it'll be like you think something's coming mm-hmm. and it's like
1: nope yeah second drop drop, look out it's, look it's out going.
0: and I love that about your music too it's just like even when you repeat songs you know what I mean like when you go back to artists you love and mm-hmm. you're like oh my god
1: I forgot about this track
0: I forgot yeah. about this part in the mm-hmm. track I think you get that a lot I can't help myself
1: yeah I'm a big fan of the the ear candies. Yeah, little little things that catch your ear. Mm-hmm. Um, glitchy things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you
0: do like with tracks these days? I mean, even with can't help myself, that like you make it that little like only Cut could do that. Is um, it FX? Is it the original percussion? Is it how you modulate the sound? I, what is I, well, it? I
1: think uh, trying to play everything you can. Okay. And then making the edits is is the key first step, like no the drum, stone
0: left on turn type thing.
1: Um, kind of yeah. Yeah. Like with the drums, it's like play everything you can and then fix the mistakes as opposed to okay. programming. Or yeah, you know, um try to play everything you can with the keys. Yep. And just do everything live, and then um, I think going over it again and just keep adding layers of uh just jamming with you know I'll jam with the synth and make weird glitchy sounds or you know a bunch of happy bob ross accidents and then you kind of you trim away the fat and then you know sometimes you have you know great little moments that are like the lyric candies so
0: yeah yeah, love it that's awesome that's what makes it unique man i love it thanks man so out of all these tracks we just ran through which one means the most to you regardless of success or streams
1: all my songs
0: yeah that are out and if you want to see an unreleased track I'll give you the benefit of the doubt here
1: that's tough that is tough that's tough So a lot of these tracks have done super well too yeah I mean there's a lot of unreleased tracks that I'm like super stoked on right now yeah 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 I mean but uh It Goes in Waves was I think the most recent release that really made me uh excited and it was such a you know chill vibe and I just got to see Enzo play it out at like a Huge festival. Oh, did he play it at Ooby Dooby? Yeah,
0: I love saying the word Ooby Dooby.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I'm glad you did because I was gonna screw it up because I was like, yeah. Did you go? No, I did not. But you saw a video. I saw a video and I was like, oh, you know, like seeing that played on a big system. Dude, you're like like, sometimes you're like
0: I didn't think I didn't think this would sound good on a big system, but it does. It it played. Fuck yeah! Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. That's one of my favorites too. Yeah, it's fun. So we've mentioned this a few times you've grown as producer so much over the years Mm -hmm. i think something that a lot of artists especially upcoming artists um as they're developing their sonic identity which you admittedly have said still kind of trying to find always maybe never find it right
1: yeah i think that's the key is to keep it fresh and experimental yeah
0: are there things that you've maybe learned along the way that have helped your process that maybe you could give advice on um to maybe be from a time-saving perspective or lessons that you've learned
1: um yeah I think it's I think like all great artists throughout history had like a you know they had like an apprentice like a apprenticeship type mm-hmm. period yeah I think there's no shame in like trying to mimic great artists you know a lot of times I sit down and I'm uninspired and I like listen to a song yeah and try to uh recreate it mm-hmm. in my own way and then like of course you can't but then if you <laughs> lean into the mistakes, it becomes something yeah. different, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been really helpful. Just, like, have a starting, starting point. Mm-hmm. And then you can venture off. But uh, And it's also great for, like, structure. I think in the early um, days, I was definitely even more experimental with it as far as, like, a uh, arrangement goes. And yeah. Just, and a project would have, like, you know, eight different kind of beats in it not try to fit them all into one song and yeah just be like a really you know elaborate mess yeah so i think i've i think i've grown that way just trying to make things more and more palatable while still keeping like a quirky you know left field right. sensibility to it yeah
0: right so a reference track here and there right yeah reference
1: yeah. tracks are good yeah
0: have you heard of the saying nothing is original
1: yes yeah yeah
0: That's something I fully believe in, too. Yeah, totally. Nothing just comes out of thin air. No. Like, you're inspired by this, inspired by that. How can I just combine those and make it my own?
1: Yeah, pay tribute. I mean, I'm reading a book right now. It's called uh, Real Artists Don't Starve. And one of the early kind of lessons in it is, like, you know, the the starving artist is always trying to be original. So true. The striving artist, you know, is stealing from their inspirations. Yeah. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. And, like... The greatest thieves are the ones that never get caught so yeah if you can take all these tricks and make it your own that's the real the real trick yeah like don't be ashamed of of following a lane i mean you don't want to do exactly what someone else is doing right you know verbatim but uh i mean there's so many masters out there you're not going to do what they did better than them so, so true. take so take it on board and, and you know do your best to, like get to that place mm-hmm. and then you know do your own thing
0: it's great advice yeah
1: I love that advice.
0: Write that down, people. <laughs> so you told us a little bit about the live performance aspect of your shows. Mm-hmm. Um, you've had a lot of great shows too. Can you tell us what your favorite one might have been, or some some of your best, and and why?
1: Um, I DJed for uh, Timmy Trumpet last. Uh, I, I think Concord baby right before, maybe. Right before uh, COVID.
0: Concord. Miss you, Concord.
1: Yeah. It was a, that was like the hypest crowd, you know? It was typically not like, I don't play, you know, that hard of like music usually, but I I built a pretty, you know, hard set for that. And that was like super fun because they were amped. I bet. They were amped up. Fucking Timmy Trumpet. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's doing like scissor kicks with a bottle of vodka on the table. Like I wasn't bringing that level of intensity, but uh, it was, it was really fun to, to do that as a DJ set, as a live set. Um I did a rooftop party. Um that was like very, you know, great group of like people up there. You know, it was it was a packed rooftop but not a huge venue and like the vibes were just like all, you know, great. And uh I think the energy I got from the crowd kinda like built and built and um I was like, you know, like what I had planned went completely out the window. Mm -hmm. And then you know, the live set kinda went someplace totally different and i was playing things i didn't really uh i was like oh, look, that went left but it was like <laughs> it was like fantastic i was just feeding off the energy that's it was, right it was, yeah a lot of fun you never know what's gonna happen no do you have a
0: dream festival that you want to play
1: mm. i you know i don't i i will i mean like i don't know I'll say like bonnaroo or something yeah. yeah i mean i i really love um Maybe on the beach, too. Oh, um, my God. I missed that festival. Yeah, I went there a few years ago, and that was a lot of fun.
0: I was talking to James about this last night. I can see you guys really fucking crushing it at Crossed in San Diego. Have you heard of that before?
1: Mm, yeah.
0: C-R-S-S-D. Yeah. It's called. You would do really well on the ocean stage, for sure. Sounds good to I me. don't have a plug, but if there's anybody who does a <laughs> show, we'd, uh, Hook us we'd, up. we'd like a show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. To. That's yeah. awesome, man. I think that, that live instrumentation with electronic music is is definitely going to be so important going forward as a mm-hmm. differentiator when shows start to come back fully. Yeah. Someone I'm really inspired by is Gorgon City.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They play a, a great live show. They're also incredible DJs afterwards. Yeah. So I see that as like a possible lane for you too. So yeah. that's super cool. Thanks, man. I love that stuff. Yeah. Live, I call it like live house. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They got like a live singer. They're playing, yep. I mean, they're playing electronic instruments so to speak yeah. you know like synthesizers mm. and, and beat pads and stuff but i think that's so cool yeah i think that's it's really it's cool a lot of fun. And i'm glad that like you truly enjoy that
1: you know what i mean yeah i think it started out of necessity because i didn't know like i was like <laughs> fidgety you know as a dj I yeah see those videos of the people touching the knobs and, like i didn't know what to do with my hands trying to was, look busy yeah yeah so like <laughs> djing i really had to like learn to just be comfortable being on stage yeah in the crowd because i was used to like really throwing myself into like a performance right and then you know then just being focused on like reading the crowd and mm-hmm. working with what you had yeah there, which wasn't a whole lot of you know yeah keys or anything yeah it's a totally different lane
0: i love that man um on a on a personal note are there any stories that you could share maybe of like a, a dark time or obstacle you had to overcome as an artist in the music industry whether it was like a, a roadblock where you wanted to quit how did you get through it any tough times
1: um, I mean, as, as an artist, when you're, I mean, to be a good artist, you kind of have to spend a, a fair amount of time isolated, Yeah. you know, and we all know what that's like this last year with COVID. Yep. So being isolated and in your own head and when you're not getting positive feedback from the shows or anything. Yep. You know,
0: or getting the streams you thought you might have got. Yeah. Right.
1: Yep. So there's a lot of disappointments and a lot of like self doubt that creeps into any artist. Yeah. When you're starting out. Yep. Doing it, and you know, you have doubts, but uh, I think if you keep reframing it and like thinking about music as more of like a spiritual practice or something, that's just it's gonna help you in other aspects of your life. Yeah. You know, and um, it kind of fuels you a little bit to keep going and like making it for the right reasons. Yeah. It's not about the fans or like, yeah. I mean, it's about the fans, but it's not about like gaining fans. Yeah. Or like yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. The, the feedback. Right. So much as if you're happy with it and it makes, makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. It's like, great. Keep doing it. Yeah. So I love
0: that. I, I think uh, a quote I always remember is someone like dead mouse, who is probably one of the most negative people in the music industry from an objective perspective. Mm-hmm. He actually said a long time ago, and I do think he still believes this, even if your music impacts one person, it makes a difference. It's mm. worth doing. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Totally. And like messages from people just always like blown me away. Yeah? yeah. People just, you don't it, know. Yeah, people you don't know reaching out and being like, yo, love that. Like, yeah. Like you're one of my new favorite artists or something. It's like, what? <laughs> Thank you. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, I've had that experience
0: yeah. a lot recently too. Like random DJs or producers mm-hmm. say like, I love your podcast. I've learned so much from this episode. Mm-hmm. I... Started following you because of this, and I'm like, really? Me? me? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you? Yeah, me. So I, I I know what you mean. Yeah.
0: It's a really cool experience though.
1: Yeah, you take that. Take those little cookies. Put them in your cookie jar. You know, mm-hmm. for when you got when you have those moments where you're like, oh, why am I doing this? Yeah, months? I need a fucking cookie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need a cookie. Yeah. So what do you got coming up next? What can you tell us? Um. Just preparing the live set for uh, s- some new shows we got on the books. What do we got? Um, Anything we can announce? Uh, not yet. Oh, God. Not yet. Classic Sherman the Booth moment. Yeah, I know. Sorry, <laughs> I will be back playing live shows soon. Stoked on it. Um, awesome. The EP just came out. Really excited about that. Yeah. I have a whole another project that's you know fi- getting wrapped up right now. And I've been doing. Um, I've been trying to do like these beat videos every week. You know, that's kinda, yeah, they're so cool. That's kind of helped me with the, the isolation during COVID, too. Is yeah. It's just forcing myself to, to do social media more, which wasn't really my, my thing, you know? But uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start making videos, have fun with it, and uh, show a little bit of the process. And yeah. Also holds me accountable, like finishing finishing stuff each week, you know? So that's been fun. Mm-hmm. If people want to follow me on uh, the socials, Instagram. Please. Making videos every What's week. your Monday thing called again? Stink Face Monday. Stink Face. Dude, yeah, they're really right.
0: good, yeah. This is, how's my stink face?
1: That's it. It's
0: more like... I like get a little mouch. more
1: constipated. Get it? Yeah. There it is.
0: <laughs> well, that was... Yeah, I think that's actually a face I make when I'm constipated.
1: I need more veins in the neck. You know, there it is. just...
0: All <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, we're you know we're back to the yeah. French horn shit right now. <laughs> that was you, me you when cut, I was carrying my French out. horn. I had this uh, fucking stank face. Fucking <laughs> <hitting> hit my knee. <laughs> oh my god, dude, this has been so much fun learning learning about your process, your story. Um, I really do mean when I say I'm a huge fan of your music. Thanks, man.
1: I appreciate it. You're so gen- a genuine here.
0: artist, and we need more people like you out there, man. God bless you.
1: Happy to be here, Sherm.
0: Stop God blessing me. I God bless you. (laughs) Cheers, my friend. Cheers, mate.
1: Thanks for coming on. Yeah.